Right, well, despite the wet weather that we have here on day one at uh, Goodwood Revival 2017, I'm delighted to say that the Freddie March Spirit of Aviation display is back again and out on the grass, sat right beside me here, are a, a wonderful, wonderful display of uh, pre-1966 uh, aircraft. And this year, the uh, Freddie March Spirit of Aviation is presented by a local company, that company being Avtrade. And I'm delighted to say that joining me in the dry and under a tent on their wonderful stand is uh, Graham Brooks, who is the owner and CEO of uh, Autotrade, and uh, joined by his son, Jamie Brooks, who is the general man manager at uh, Avtrade. Um, Graham and Jamie, welcome to Goodwood Revival for 2017. And uh, Graham, first and foremost to you, congratulations in being involved in the way that you are with Goodwood and the Free March Spirit of Aviation. Um, you must be delighted, despite the rain, with the wonderful display of aircraft that we do have again here this year. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Um, uh, Lord March asked me a year ago if I'd like to take part in this event, and I thought it'd be very good for our profile. We are a local company, we're a West Sussex-based company, and uh, although I don't quite go back to the era in question here, um, I started the business 33 years ago. However, I have traded in a lot of this, a, a lot of parts from aircraft going back to the 50s and 60s. So yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and. Uh I'm very, very impressed with what I've seen so far, despite the fact it's raining. Yeah, I know, it is a real shame, but we can do nothing about that. Now, Avtrade, let's talk about that. You, again, are the owner and CEO of, of the company, uh, Graham. Um, tell us a, a bit about it. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm assured that it's involved within the aviation in industry, but uh, give us an idea of the actual business itself. Okay, we're, um, we're into what we call rotable parts. They are the larger components installed on the commercial aircraft, particularly Airbus and Boeing, more recently the Embraer models. Um, we're talking about components, we're talking about avionics, hydraulics, pneumatics, instruments, landing gears, wheels, brakes, those are the type that those are the types of parts that we trade in. I got into the industry by chance in uh, 1971 applying for a job at um, Gatwick Airport. It turned out the job I'd applied for I wasn't qualified for both by age and other things and uh, by chance I finished up working in the in the buying department of an airline called British Caledonia. At that time they were actually Caledonian BUA, they just merged together. They were operating some older aircraft that go back to more of this era. They had the um, the VC-10, that's the Vickers VC-10 which goes back to the 50s. They had the Boeing 707s which were uh, first delivered in the late 50s and the BAC 111 which I remember correctly were early 60s and these were the aeroplanes that I was involved in buying spares. That was my job and I did that for six years and bought what we call rotable components for the airline, spent many many millions of their dollars buying spare parts. I was headhunted in 1977 by an American parts trading company doing pretty much what we do today and I worked for them for eight years in Europe uh, grew the business quite substantially for them and in 1985 I thought maybe it's time to give this thing a go on my own and that's when Avtrade was, was born should we say. Fantastic and again important that you're locally based I think it's great the association that you obviously have with uh, Goodwood uh, Graham but the fact that you're locally based that's you know that's important I think isn't it? Absolutely um, I as I explained uh, started my career at um, working at Gatwick Airport and we've always been but I've lived in Sussex all my 
my life. I was born in Hove. Um, our business is now based in a place called Sayers Common, which is uh, between Brighton and Gatwick Airport. And we employ a lot of staff from the area. We, uh, in our 33 years, we've employed a lot of staff who work for airlines that are no longer with us, Dan Air and British Caledonian, I mentioned earlier, and many, many others. And, but, but we're very much focused on Sussex, and, uh, and we draw from that. Most of our staff live within about 20 mile radius of our, of our business. So Goodwood is in it's, quite it's close proximity. You yeah. know exactly, it's a, a fantastic association. Now, Jamie, come to you as well. Um, reading notes about you, and you have to do that before you conduct a, an interview like this, um, getting involved in the family business. I think before that happened, you wanted to be a pilot. Now, I don't know if you ever did achieve that, but that was an ambition initially for you, wasn't it? Yes, it was, that's true. Um, I started learning to fly at Shoreham Airport for a company called Southern Air on a Piper Alpha 28 known as the Warrior. Um, I got up to about 22 hours. Um, I really enjoyed it, but unfortunately um, the company went bankrupt and uh, took my money with it. And that put a bit of a dampener on my piloting career. However, I did discuss it with my father a lot. Um, born and bred, raised and working in this uh, you know, industry that I, I loved and I enjoyed. And I said to them, you know, obviously a pilot is a, a, good, a good idea. And I think um, my father and I, we sort of decided, um, probably when I was about 15, 16, that probably wasn't for me. Um, if I'm honest, I think the uh, family business would be a better opportunity for me in life. And so I put, uh, put, a, put an end to that. And then I um, started working for an airline. Um, Graham said to me, probably in my late teens, that if I really was interested and serious about the industry, I'm not really going to learn anything at university. And I was one of the only people in my, school, in my class at college, or sixth form college, who, who didn't go to university. And I, you know, I felt it was quite strange about that, the fact that you know, one out of maybe 20 kids in a class um, wouldn't be going on to higher education. But I was very confident, I was very, very sure that this is what I wanted to do. And Graham said, the best place for me to be is to go and work for an airline in their engineering department. And that's what I was fortunate enough to do, where I started at Monarch Aircraft Engineering at Gatwick, just go. like my father. Yeah, fantastic as well. But that was important as well. You didn't just walk into the into the business, into Avtrade. It wasn't a case of your father saying, look, here's a job, you can you can just start and work your way up. You, you really went out into the industry, didn't you, to understand it so that you could come back in to Avtrade and, and, and obviously build upon that experience that you'd learned in the outside world. That's absolutely right. Um, at the time, um, I, I did agree with him, but even more so now, I look back and I still draw on that knowledge that I learned. I sit with a few people, possibly a, a technical director or an engineering manager who might be in the Middle East, and I might have even worked for him many, many years ago. So you have that relationship, and I can pull on those relationships, which was fortunate. But um, I did work for Monarch for a few years, but I was working night shifts a lot, which I wasn't very good at, but I was, you know, Avtrade was a lot smaller then, and we needed extra help occasionally, and I actually did work at Avtrade in the stores, helping booking in parts, and I'd work a full night shift at Gatwick from 7 till 7am, I'd go home, have a couple of hours sleep, and then turn up at Avtrade at 9am and do a full day's work, and then I'd go back and do a 7am night shift at Monarch, and um, I think my friends wondered why I had 
had so much money as a teenager and that's why <laughs> fantastic and quickly going back as well to yourself Graham where because your mother and father were not involved in the aviation uh, industry at all so you obviously got into this yourself and you obviously have that passion for it and that passion was found but tell us the story as well about where it began because pretty much with you and your qualifications you know when you were younger O-levels um, you pretty much left home at around about 15 or it, uh, it it didn't go quite as well as at home where it could have done but then your first home or your first portable home let's call it was a Robin Reliant I believe is that correct? Yeah well um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up um, at 15 years old let's say my father and I had a slight disagreement and he asked me to leave home at that time I was uh, I was very anxious to um, <coughs> excuse me to um, to learn to ride a motorcycle so I could get a driving license to drive a three-wheel car as you could in those days and I bought a Reliant Robin which I get teased about a lot now as I drive something slightly yeah. different today and uh, I bought a Lambretta LD scooter I think it was 1957 model 56 I paid five pounds for it on my 16th birthday I rode it around the streets of Hove at the test center and this is back in the days where the driving examiner would jump out from a tree behind a tree <laughs> to, make to, to, to make you stop <laughs> did that successfully didn't run him over rode the scooter back to where my Reliant Robin was parked I had my driving license and for the following year I lived in a bedsit in Hove. I had um, <clears throat> I had a job with a petrol station, working every evening, uh, Monday to Friday after school, and then worked Saturday and Sunday in the same place to earn enough money to carry on my education, which, as you rightly say, were the O levels as they were known in those days. I completed those, and if you want to hear a funnier story about the education end of it, I explained earlier that I went for a job in interview at Gatwick that I was not qualified for. That was in the June of 1971. My exam results were coming out in the August of 71. I was waiting for five O-level results. The interviewer asked me, he, he asked me if I'd take this exam. So I said, yeah, but I don't have the results. He said, let me ask you three questions. He said to me, what are 12 12s? I said, 144. He said, what's 13 13s? I said, 169. He said, do you read? I said, I've just read a book called Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson for my English literature course. He said, you got the job, start on Monday. And that is how I got into aviation. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what a wonderful, wonderful story. And it all began when, I think, again? That the actual business, 19... The that, business app trade began when? In, in 1985. 1985. Now, whilst we're sat here in the dry now, which is fantastic, Graham and Jamie, with regards to app trade and what you've done in all of those years, Graham, you've been involved in some fantastic airlines, names that maybe now not longer with us I think we spoke about Caledonian earlier I don't think if Caledonian in that name was still going but give us an idea of some of the the projects and the airlines that you've actually been involved with well back in the early days when I started Avtrade in 85 we were very obviously a very small parts trading company and we're dealing with what we call dealers as other dealers like like we were that we'd started and some of the airlines in the UK particularly airlines I mentioned British Caledonian earlier they were taken over by BA I think in the late 80s um, Dan Air sim similarly became part of BA um, and many others that have since gone British Midland British Midland Airways became BMI they also joined British Airways as I remember it um, so we work with a lot of those airlines as we developed things, we went from, from, from a parts trading company selling to airlines to doing other things like leasing spares. 
I became quite interested in the whole leasing concept. In the early days, in my early days, the only leasing that happened really was with complete aircraft and engines. But I thought the concept of leasing spare parts and packages was quite good. And our first major success there was actually with, with Monarch, who Jamie worked yeah. for. And that was in, if I remember correctly, in 1999. We put a nice Boeing 757 package together on a long-term lease for Monarch. That worked very well. And where we really took a big jump was in 2000, early, uh, 2001, Virgin Atlantic approached us, another West Sussex-based airline. They approached us and they, they needed a package of 747-400 material to support their new fleet. Um, it was a $20 million package, and at that time, that was a big jump for yeah, us. I, um, I had to get some quite significant funding for that. Uh, in fact, some of the bank people that helped me then are actually coming to this event, which is quite nice, and they still look after us now and support us. And we put that together, and that developed quite a nice leasing arm for, for the business, which is slightly different to the original parts trading. And from there, we've moved on to another type of support called Power by the Hour, won't go into lots of detail. Well, Jamie could probably explain that yeah. better than me, but that's another side of the uh, of the business. And and now more and more and more, and Jamie can explain this better, um, whereas we started dealing with, should we say, more local airlines, that's in the UK and Europe, as Jamie developed his career, he said, come on, Dad, we need to expand overseas so and become a more a of a big, global a business. global company, and that's what you're doing very much so we see our trade getting bigger and bigger you've been a big part of that Jamie and that must be exciting again expanding to a global level the, the business yes it is um, that's that's the part that as Graham said there's what I've really enjoyed doing is the opportunity to be able to take the business all over um, we have traded with these airlines locally um, for the first probably 15 years and I joined in 19 sorry 2004 and that's when I thought okay let's let's hit Africa I really really enjoyed Africa um, airlines such as Air Madagascar Air Botswana some real far-flung far-flung places that was quite difficult to get to but I found the customers really appreciated the fact they saw me face to face and I'd sit there and look after them and we saw the benefits from that from there, we've decided there was enough business in Africa and the Middle East that it was probably warranting opening an office. So we opened an office in Dubai, which is where I currently live and have lived for nine years. And that business was to look after that region. And I've built a team, put, a, put an aircraft package there as well to support them. And I saw the benefits quite quickly. After about a tough couple of years, it got going. And that's when I saw the benefits. And I thought, you know what? I think we should repeat this other places. So we then opened an office in Moscow. Um, we have an office in Singapore. And then this year, I opened an office in Guangzhou. And we also have people based in Melbourne, Istanbul. And we have a, another office in Miami, which is in a joint venture we have with Air France. And these offices are all manned with sales staff. They have inventory and they have logistics and they can support the customers locally. And we try and have a mix of expats, you know, UK born and bred West Sussex people managing that office, but having local people support them and work in that office. So you have a mixture of the culture, but still with the Avtrade brand and the Avtrade feel. So the customer, when they ring up, wherever they are in the world, they feel it's Avtrade. Fantastic. Do the two of you get along together well working father and son I always I'm intrigued how that kind of thing works but I suppose with you Jamie based in 
Dubai and yourself I'm assuming Graham you're based here in the UK but is it is it a good father-son working relationship I think probably six and a half hours flight time and six oh sorry <laughs> three or four thousand miles probably helps a lot Jamie might like to answer that That's question what I was gonna say <laughs> yeah but what a great industry though for you to have you know come into or decided that you want to be involved in uh, Graham and yourself as as well Jamie and uh, you know I suppose it's culminated as we sit here on a wet day at Goodwood Revival with you presenting the Freddie March uh, Spirit of Aviation you've come a long way haven't you and I think but what about the future if I can ask well both of you for yourself firstly Jamie the future for Av Trade and what well, say the next 10 years you're excited by the aviation industry and what it offers to Av Trade I'm very excited um my father and I, we sit and talk. We try and have at least a good catch-up at least once or twice a year. We actually had one only a week ago, and we spend all afternoon together putting an av trade of the world to rights. And I'm really confident we're in a really good place. I think we've got the formula right. We've got amazing staff. And what we're doing, which I don't want to talk too much about because I don't want to give away too many secrets, but I think that we are, we are doing something right. Um, the, the, the customer service, the feedback we get from our airline customers has improved, especially in the last two to three years. Um, the sales are proving us right. So I think the answer is to continue what we're doing, keep reinvesting back in the business. Um, my father is a, has a thing for uh, buying aircraft for teardown. He buys a lot of them and he'll keep doing that. Um, he keeps saying one a month, but I think we might be up to one and a half a month now and um, the formula is working so I'd say keep doing what we're doing keep 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 working hard and keep growing worldwide fantastic and you would agree with that I'm sure Graham yeah I agree with all of that and um, the other thing you 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 talked about our 10-year we're not 10-year plan but what we have going forward we were very fortunate Jamie mentioned earlier the Air France connection Aptrade is a standalone company it's a family-owned company but Air France approached us only seven, six or seven years ago and we formed a joint venture with Air France KLM. It's a separate, separate company, it's called AAF Spares. It's based in Ireland and it's basically a leasing company. It's an, it's an extension of, of my vision on leasing spares I mentioned earlier. And Air France have a lot of customers around the world for whom they need spares, packages of spares. And we have a, quite a big business growing in Ireland. And the nice thing about that business is um, it's taking us right to the modern generation. I mentioned earlier how I started out my career working with BAC 111s and Vickers VC 10s and Boeing 707s, all 50s and 60s. At the end of last year, with our partners, Air France KLM, we have entered into the realms of the 787 and the A350. It's absolute cutting-edge technology, the most modern, modern aeroplanes coming out of the fact. So we've taken it all the way from the 50s and on and on. <laughs> wonderful. But like you say, again, going back to the, the local economy, the, the fact that you're based in West Sussex and again, the association that you have with Goodwood and how important local economy is to, to Goodwood. Um, it's a wonderful bond, Graham, as a final question, that you do have with Graham. I'm sure that, all right, you're here presenting the uh, Freddie March Spirit of Aviation for 2017, but you'd love that relationship, I would have thought, with Goodwood to continue for years to come. Very, very much so. Um, we, we felt quite, dare I use the word, honoured to be approached to do this because Goodwood is such an amazing global brand. And for us to attach ourselves to that for this event, I think is incredible. We feel quite honoured and, uh, and very happy to do it. And I think Jamie would agree on it. Jamie's worked very closely on the, on the relationship to set this up. And I think you've been, Jamie's been very impressed with what he's seen here. Excellent stuff.
Well, Graham and Jamie, thank you very much indeed. May I say for you and all of the team, you're looking very smart. Can you, gentlemen, describe the uniforms that you're wearing? Because I think all of the staff that you have working here for the revival, what is it, Jamie? Is it a is it a specific airline suit? And yes, it's Pan Am. Pan, oh, is it Pan Am? It is there Pan Am. Go, we right. were hoping the ladies would be a slightly lighter blue, oh. but unfortunately, <laughs> they're looking a little bit more British Airways. But that will suppose that will work. Oh, it doesn't doesn't matter. I say you've been involved with them all, and uh, again, all we can do, I think, is wish you every success it's a fantastic association that you do have with Google well done again business wise both Graham and Jamie good to see you here at a wet revival the weather will get better and once again thank you very much indeed for speaking to me here at the Goodwood Revival thank you